to visit Ireland. My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. And my name is Joe, and I spent the first 22 years of my life in Ireland, and we both currently work at Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We're breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination. It's an overused phrase, as we say, but there really is something for everyone there. We intend to prove that. We have various themes we'll focus on, and within those themes, we'll count up from 1 all the way to 50. Our current theme is scenery, and today, reason six, and our last reason for this theme is the Wicklow Mountains. Woo! How are we at reason six already? Yeah, it doesn't take long to to get through them. That's crazy. Only 44 more to go. Wow. Yeah. Keeping tabs. The Wicklow Mountains. Anytime I think of the Wicklow Mountains, I think of a movie I saw probably a good few years ago at this stage called Ordinary Decent Criminal, starring Kevin Spacey. You've probably never heard of it. Negative ghostwriter. But it was based loosely i think on a guy called the general um or a, i guess that was his nickname that was his real name uh <laughs> his name birth was name martin cattle the general uh he was uh like one of the drug kingpins all the, the the nice guys that you like to know about um in dublin in i think probably the 90s but it was based loosely on him and it was a lot of it was or some of it was set in the Wicklow Mountains because he used to take the Irish cops are out on wild goose chases around the Wicklow Mountains and then just as they'd be running out of gas or petrol or whatever, he'd stop his car, take out a canister of gas out of the trunk and fill up his car and drive off again oh. and the cops would run out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky so, little devil. I guess that shows how remote the Wicklow Mountains are, that there's no gas stations within miles and miles, and if you're, you know, you can get lost in them very easily. And I can yeah, see it. Yeah. I could see it. Looks like a very good place to kind of go to to escape the... It, that's also not the only movie that was shot there. There's all sorts of movies yes, and TV shows I'm refraining from sharing <laughs> all the information I want to right now because we're going to possibly, hint, hint, that's not so subtle. Talk about that at some point. <laughs> possibly, she means definitely. Possibly, definitely. Um, but not today. No, but not I, today. I love Vikings and I hate P.S. I love you, so we'll be talking about both of them <laughs> at, at some point. In the later I episodes, love them so. both, so don't worry. You'll get an equal share of both um, if I have any say in the matter. What we are going to talk about today is my fun fact. And I've warned Joe, again, Joe does not know what this is, but I've warned him. It's, it's a bit Odd. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna change the name for right now from fun facts, and we're gonna think more like Stranger Things oriented. Frightening fact. Uh, frightening. Actually, yeah, frightening fact. Um, it kind You're of starting to worry me here. I, well, <laughs> are we gonna go into the upside down? I literally have in my notes that we're going into <laughs> Ireland's upside Jesus. down right now. Sadly, uh, and if you have not seen the Netflix hit series, uh, Stranger Things, you won't get these references, but there's no Eleven to help you. <laughs> there's no cool 80s memorabilia, no no Eggos to munch on. Well, I have, I've never had you Eggos. You can probably eat Eggos in Ireland, can you? Can you find them? You can eat them there. You can't find, you can't find them there, no. <laughs> If you bring them on the plane. <laughs> no, I've, ne- I've never had an Eggo. All right, well, moving on. So, the fun fact uh, is a place called Victoria's Way. It's in Wicklow. And it's actually a sculpture garden designed to, quote-unquote, change your life. Have you heard of this at all, Joe? Negative. Okay, well, you're going to hear more. 
So they say designed to change your life, but I say designed to scare the shit out of you and haunt you. <laughs> so this sculpture garden was created by a man named Victor Langheld. He was born in Berlin, traveled the world. Then he settled in Ireland. Um, and after his travels... No, you, what? what and some, Nothing. Some, some, no. Something to say? Something Stop to reading say? my face. <laughs> just listening intently. I'm so used to being corrected on like my pronunciations of things. So it's like this knee-jerk reaction. Where, like <laughs> Joe's mouth is open. What's he going to say? What I do? What I do? Um, but yes, my tea. while he was traveling, um, he had a spiritual journey in India. And when he came to Ireland, he decided to establish a park in the late 80s. And he described the park um, as a spot to have a self-reassessment um, and, and a spiritual pilgrimage. So it's kind of, as, as, I, as I read, someone uh, who's visited said, it's a great spot to have a midlife crisis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, yes, this forest, uh, it's, it's a garden, it's a, it's a forest of sculptures, if you, if you will, um, has seven different structures. Um, and you kind of go on a quote-unquote journey, and I actually did half air quotes there, so I feel like I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, you know. Um, yes, you go from pain to confusion to self-actualization is what they say. Um, I won't go into too many details or get, you know, too, uh, too into it for you. It's something you either can Google or you can go see for yourself. I recommend, like, around Halloween because it's a little, it's a little trippy. Uh, you see the birth of a child. <laughs> you see a giant finger sticking up with the words create or die on it. Um, you see a man screaming who is cutting himself down the middle. This is a sculpture. This is not a real thing. Don't worry. You're not seeing this stuff, like, actually in, in the flesh. Self-immolation or whatever. But then you'll called. see, like, the odd modern object of a laptop or a Guinness bottle or whatever. And again, these sculpted are all... Sculpted as well? Sculpted as well, yes. And this is all meant to help you feel enlightened. Uh, they say. There's a lot of Indian and Hindu inspiration as well. Uh, you'll find elephants playing instruments and dancing. Again, sculptures. You'll find a Buddha, but he's fasting. So it's not at all like... Skinny, the, skinny Buddha? He's, he's, he is skin and bones, yes. And I, again, I I don't know. I don't know about this, Joe. This was, was the stranger uh, of facts that I have found on my Ireland... So anyway, the nice things about the Wicklow region <laughs> for the last yes. few, for the last few weeks we've talked about the west coast, but today we're moving things over to the east. And, and Wicklow, we promise Wicklow is lovely. Wicklow is gorgeous. We promise you. And it is very close to Dublin. It's just slightly south of Dublin. An hour's drive will get you right into the Wicklow Mountains. Um, it is known as the Garden of Ireland. So when you say, I mean. I was going to say, when you say Wicklow Mountains, don't think of mountains, think of hills. But there is hills, there is mountains, there is mm -hmm. some incredible mountain passes, but there's also these just, like, lush green hills, and then there's hills filled with this purple heather and fern and all that. It's You'll find a lot of different things here and there. It's, it's very cool. But it is about 30 minutes south of Dublin, and as I said, an hour will get you right into the center of it. Um, it is at the heart of Ireland's ancient east. And Which is a beautiful... Ireland's ancient east, while it suggests it being the oldest thing in the world, it's actually a relatively new uh, marketing ploy by Tourism Ireland, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's a good one because they have found that not as many people as they would like are visiting the east of the country. They will stop at the Wicklow Mountains, they might stop off in Kilkenny or Waterford, and then they'll head straight over to the west coast. 
but there is so much more to see there than that, and they're trying to get people to realise that there is 5,000 years of history. So, uh, for example, Newgrange, that's there, it's uh, an illuminated passage tomb. Yes. Uh, th- I mean, this is up in Meath. Now, this isn't in Wicklow, but it's older than the pyramids at Giza, and there's, you know, there's them, and there's other old, old uh, pagan buildings right the way through to castles that are only a couple of hundred years old and all this other stuff in the east. And some of them are actually in um, in Wicklow as well, which we will talk about later. But it is, it's the par- it's part, or the original part of Ireland's ancient east, and it's probably the most famous and most visited area. And again, when we're talking about the Wicklow Mountains, we're not just talking about the mountains themselves. We're going to the encompass the whole, the whole county. Absolutely. And one of the places that is most visited um, around the Wicklow region is the Wicklow Gap, fancy enough, uh, has has the name Wicklow in it. This is a 26-kilometer section spanning from Hollywood, which was interesting and kind of funny to me, to Larach. Lara. Oh, no! The first <laughs> one of the day. Um, and it's a road. It's a road that goes... Um, there, there are two routes that cross the Wicklow Mountains from east to west. Uh, the other being the road that goes through the Sally Gap in North Wicklow. Which, the, the Sally Gap is scary. Is it scary? Yeah, is it as scary it's, as, it's as, got as, a as real, scary as that, that garden? A <laughs> uh, different sort of scary. It's di- more different more, kind of scary. More the Connor Pass in Dingle. All right. Okay. Episode three, I think. Hashtag yeah, episode three. <laughs> um, yes, this is a very popular tourist route as it travels through some absolutely stunning scenery. Some of the main attractions along this route are the Piper Stone Circles and the Monastic Settlement, um, which we may talk about later. I have I have a hunch. Uh, moving on, you've got the Wicklow Way, which is another long-distance trail that crosses uh, throughout the Wicklow Mountains in Ireland. This is a bit longer. It's 80 miles, a bit longer than the Wicklow Gap, I would say. Um, and it spans from Marley Park in the southern suburbs of Dublin through County Wicklow, ending in the village of Clonagall in Clint. County Carlow. Here's the thing, though. There's Clonagall, Donegal. What is this? And then I read in an, in an article, um, one of the spellings was C-L-O-N-E-G-A-L, and then another one was two L's at the end. This happens. What is this? This happens. What is this that I'm dealing what with here? This? What is this madness? Uh, typically, the Wicklow Way is Oh, you walked. didn't want an answer to that. You just want <laughs> I, Oh, I didn't, I didn't think there was an answer. Do you have an answer? I do. It's not a satisfying one, but yeah, that, that <laughs> happens in Ireland sometimes. <laughs> sometimes things are spelled two or three different ways yeah, in Ireland well, with an extra L or less than L. Or that's whatever. Ireland yeah. for you, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, this is walked or traveled, um, depending on what you, what you prefer, in about five to seven days. And up to 24,000 people uh, walk this area each year, visiting its most popular destinations. Um, and if you're a runner, if you like to, you know, get your get your cardio going and have some beautiful scenery, uh, there are a lot of running competitions as well that take nice. place. Mm-hmm. If you don't want complete scenery and scenic drives and hiking, you can go to a couple of actual attractions, you know, where you can stop and walk around for a couple of hours and then get back in the car and move on. The first of those that we will talk about is Glendalough Monastic Settlement. Um, it is a an early Christian ecclesiastical settlement and was founded by a St. Kevin in the 6th century. Most of the buildings you'll find date back as far as the 10th or 12th century. Obviously, you know, the original buildings don't quite still exist, but, you know, 
thousand years old or so is still pretty impressive. It's a kind of a collection of buildings, but it also runs uh, runs close to a river. And there's just some really, really beautiful photos that you'll see of Glendala if you, if you Google it. It's really gorgeous. One of the standout things that you'll see there is the Round Tower. And you might not know what a Round Tower was for or why they would need a tall tower in a monastery. <laughs> but that was used for defense back in the day. Um, round Towers, you'd usually find, don't have any doors at the base. They usually have a door about halfway up, which, again, makes no sense. But what they would do is they would put a ladder up out of human reach. And they would climb the ladder once they see the Vikings most likely raiding. They'd come up the river or they'd, you know, come over the land. They'd see the Vikings coming. They'd get all of their precious, you know, golden chalices and whatever, uh, manuscripts and books. They would climb the ladder, hide them up there, get as many people up the ladder as possible, and then pull the ladder up through the door. Hmm. And that way the Vikings can't reach them because they shouldn't have ladders. But obviously, after many years, the Vikings got... (laughs) pretty smart and they started adapted. bringing their own letters and Good were able to yeah were able to. you know there's a push and pull with these things uh somebody adapts to somebody else and then they counter adapt and you know who wins out in the end i'm not sure i think probably the vikings the because they, war, <laughs> huh? they have such a rich history in ireland <laughs> um to give you a sense of uh, how important glendalough is i guess uh, Michelle Obama and her daughters visited there in 2013 when they only had, I think, probably 36 hours in Ireland or something. They certainly weren't there for long, but this was one of the places they picked and they took a private tour there and it gave Glendalough great exposure at the time. I mean, it was still a, it was a huge attraction already at that point, but, you know, it gave a little extra exposure at that stage. If it's good enough for the Obamas, right? Sure enough, huh? <laughs> um, and more importantly than the Obamas, I bought a bottle of Glendalough whiskey recently. And it's delicious. So there's. Uh, it's not, <laughs> I think we should be having some right not, now. It's not actually. actually distilled in the monastery or in the monastic settlement, but it is <laughs> distilled in the area and it is very, very, very nice. So, Delish, huh? Yeah. The other thing you can visit there is Rusborough House, which is an old kind of manor house. It's not just a little cottage or anything like that. And it's located near the Blessington Lake uh, in Wicklow. Rusborough has housed two fine art collections and begun with the Milltown Estate, whose collection was donated to the National Gallery by the widow of the sixth Earl. Ooh, there was also title. there were yeah, there was all sorts of fancy um not monarchy, but people with important sounding titles that used to live <laughs> at Rusborough House. And they used to, you know, they'd collect art and they'd find different ways to waste their money or spend their money wisely because they have these nice collections now. But it contains fine furniture and tapestries, carpets. It's all, it's really, really beautiful inside and it's still well kept from, you know, back in the day. And funnily enough, having spoken about Martin Cahill earlier, uh, the general, as I said... He does have a name besides people, the general. People tended to like to rob the art collections that, that belonged to uh, Rusborough House. Uh, it, the first major robbery occurred in 1974 when an IRA gang stole 19 paintings worth £8 million. And again, 12 years later, when a notorious Dublin criminal, or an ordinary decent criminal, if you will, <laughs> Martin Cahill stole £30 million worth. And that's what a lot of the movie I spoke about is based on. He stole a Caravaggio painting and he's trying to sellers and all this and yeah wow. uh wasn't a very nice man but in the in the movie kevin spacey makes him out to be a, a pretty good guy so <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting one 
Wow, my yep. goodness. What else do we have in Wicklow? Well, uh, besides that, we've got the Wicklow Mountains National Park. Um, this is one of the big reasons why you want to go to Wicklow at all. Uh, spanning from the center of County Wicklow and stretching outside to its uh, borders in counties Dublin, Wexford, and Carlow. Originally, it was covered with forests, but sadly, Joe, uh, Neolithic farmers cleared the trees with their stone axes Still still covered, still, I mean, not covered per se, but still has a good amount of forestry throughout, but not, not nearly as much as once was. Damn farmers you know, ruining those, the world by trying to feed their families Damn and stuff. farmers, not, not, yes, exactly. Um, over one million people visit this place each year, and it's actually the largest national park in Ireland, which surprised me. Yeah, I, no, was not, I was not expecting that. It's a pretty big area. Didn't see that one. Uh, then we have the Bray, which is also referred to as Bray Head. This is a 791, because that extra one counts, uh, foot, foot hill. And uh, again, located in northern county Wicklow, Ireland, found between the towns of Bray and Greystones. And this forms part of the Wicklow Mountains, but this is one of the uh, bigger points to actually make note of when you are in the Wicklow Mountains. Popular spot for hill walkers. And at the top of the head, you'll find a concrete cross that was actually placed there uh, 1950 during what was a holy year. And every Good Friday, let's say you're in Ireland around Easter time, hundreds of local people will climb to the top of the head uh, in Good Friday procession, marking the stations of the cross as they go along, with the final station being held at the holy year cross. So, there you go. There you go. There you have that. Religion in Ireland. Who Religion in Ireland. I think you've got some more for me, though. What else? What else we have here? Yeah, we've got Powers Court, which is another big draw in uh, in the Wicklow Mountains. Powers Court House and Gardens. It's one of the top ten houses and mansions worldwide, according to Lonely Planet, and it overlooks the Sugarloaf Mountain, which is a pretty famous mountain in Ireland. It was originally a medieval castle, but it was transformed into a grand mansion in the 1700s. There is a gorgeous waterfall out in the gardens, and the garden was voted number three in the world's top ten gardens by National Geographic, so it's just winning awards left, right, and center. All over the place. Other than that, Avondale Forest Park and House was the birthplace of Charles Stuart Parnell, who was a great politician and was just a huge figure in Irish history. Set in a magnificent forest park of over 500 acres with lots of tree trails and you know, I think we've spoken about all the hiking and walking you can do in Wicklow, but there's even more at Avondale House that you can do. The house itself has beautiful Georgian architecture, fine plasterwork, and authentic furnishings. So let's say you're going to uh, the Wicklow Mountains area and you want a nice, lovely little town to uh, hang out, maybe grab a pint, have some have some Irish adventures... I rec- well, we recommend. <laughs> I'll send you. Why don't you just take over there and I'll, uh, um, I'll and freshen up my cup of tea. Nice, nice little spot to hit up is the town of Blessington. It's a town located just off of the River Liffey in Wicklow. This area has a beautiful lake. Um, fun fact, also named Blessington. So there you go. Creativity at its finest. Um, it's a reservoir. It has a reservoir that was created when the waterfall at and here's a word for you, <laughs> Pula Fuca. That was excellent. Really? Oh my god! I'm so happy. You could say Pula Fuca, but yeah, Pula Fuca. Oh is my god! Enough. I like. Good I, job. I deserve Chipotle Good today. Night. Is what it is. <laughs> um, it's uh, yes. Yeah, so on the River Liffey, uh, Pula Fuca. 
Yeah. Don't push your luck. <laughs> um, the area was was dammed um, by the ESB. Not dammed like cursed, I was just going to say. Not dammed. <laughs> yes, not dammed like the garden earlier. <laughs> um, for a hydroelectric plant, which is still in use today. Little interesting tidbit, and yes, I said tidbit. <laughs> drink. Uh, drink, drink. The lakes provide water for the locality of uh, the area and the Dublin region, as well as providing a leisure resource. But, uh, you know, when you're not looking at the details of Blessington, it's just a nice little town to go grab a pint, enjoy the music. Get it? Get your get your Irish on, right? Yes. Would indeed. you Would you say Would you say so, and Joe? You did speak of lakes there. And I did speak of Vikings earlier in a yes. couple of different ways. And I know we said we wouldn't talk about TV too much, but I'm pretty into Vikings at the moment because <laughs> season four just ended. And Vikings is actually, I think, I won't say 100%, but the vast majority of Vikings, the TV show on history, is filmed in Ireland and in the Wicklow Mountains, which is pretty cool. The um, the home village or the main village, which is now like a town and major trading port in the show, Kattegat, is actually on, I think it's Loch Dan, but it could be Loch Tay in the Wicklow Mountains, I can never remember. But it's all, all the outdoor scenes are filmed all around there, especially the Kattegats and the, I, as far as I know, the battle scenes as well. But they did build some Viking ships as well to sail on the water in the in the lake. I'm so jealous. And so uh, the rest of it is the indoor shoots. There is a there's a an indoor studio in Wicklow as well. Oh, very uh, good. Which is pretty cool. So that's where most of the rest of it is filmed. Speaking of all these little towns and little little fun uh, areas, I gotta I gotta make note here that about 20 minutes ago, I took a quiz uh, called "Can You Name All the County Towns in Ireland." With Joe's help. I didn't help all the way. With I Joe's help. For some of them. I got a 22 out of 32 with his I, help. I was there for a couple of And them. I went against my better judgment for several of them. So, uh, yes, 68%. I, I, don't think I, got, I don't think I got any of them <laughs> wrong. Got. She's, she's blaming me for Actually, I, I, th- I think I counted, like, at least three or four that you got wrong. So, uh... Nope. My word against I yours, I think what's I'm... The, what's the hidden gem? Hidden. <laughs> the Moving hidden gem? on. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> our hidden gem for this week is the Wicklow Historic Goal. Gale. Gal. Gale is Gal. nice, but it's, it means jail, basically. Gale. It's spelled G-A-O-L. So it's Gwale. But, Gwale. Yeah, but just say jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Wicklow Historic Jail. Kind of interesting spot, I would say so myself. It must be if it made our hidden gem section. This is a legit jail. It's a museum. Uh, well, they turned the jail into and provides the experience for all who visit, all who take a tour, to kind of get a first bird's eye uh, glimpse into life. Um, of the prison's past and what it was like to be a prisoner back then. A little like Kilmainham Gale Gale in Dublin. There you go. There you go. Possibly with more history, who knows? Uh, Perhaps. You'll find an interactive tour led by experienced and passionate. Uh, Not not just experienced. Oh no, but they've they've got their passion. They're ready to go. Actor guides. Takes you through the 1798 rebellion, the famine, the reform, immigration, 
all the, all your Irish history uh, leading up to the 20th century when the prison actually closed its doors. Um, no more prisoners. No, thank you. Not taking any more. Good. Sorry, go somewhere else. Uh, gotta gotta <laughs> serve your time elsewhere. And then it opened later on for um, renovation, or it had its renovation, and then it opened up later on to actually become the museum. You get an inside look at the horrible conditions of um, the transportation ships taking prisoners elsewhere. <clears throat> for example, outcasts waiting for a new life in Australia, um, which you don't think about in Ireland, or you don't, you know, an American. I mean, I don't think about. I know yeah, that was a thing. It's, oh, it's definitely. A thing. I know it's a thing. I know. <laughs> I'm curious to learn more about this kind of stuff as we go along here. But anyway, yes, uh, you get the sights and sounds of the dungeon uh, up close. You know. Personal history—it's—it's it's right there, and you're—you're—you're you're, you're in the middle of it all when you are visiting this jail, and you really get to experience what it was like for 18th century inmates as well. And what I'm excited about—do these facts never end? And and you get to take a paranormal tour, which I so want to do. All right, so so badly. Just because you saw the Stranger Things two <laughs> trailer this week doesn't doesn't I mean that you can do dedicate it. an entire episode. I want to go right now. That's what I want to do really badly. That's that's what I should have talked about this whole time because that's what I'm most excited Pretty about. Much, yeah. I mean, you know. Anyway, so yes, there you have your hidden gem. And that's you are welcome. <laughs> that is most of what we've got for Wicklow. So we yes. are going to move on to our newest segment. Correct. Slang. Or shite. Slang. Or shite. So I have here in my hands a sheet of paper. Joe has never seen she these has words. Three sheets of paper. I just oh, put oh, two of them the down. Uh, stand corrected, Joe. I have one sheet of paper with five phrases, um, and I'm going to ask Joe here to tell me if they are slang or shite. He's going to tell me first off if they are, and then he's going to tell me what they mean. All right, are you ready, Joe? I am ready. Are you ready? Okay, number one, gombine. Gombine. Yes, it is slang. Okay. Uh, what does it mean? Idiot, kind of. Okay. A lot of people would call a politician to be a gombine politician. Okay. Um, to try and give you the accurate meaning or translation, <laughs> though I'm not sure I can fully do it justice. What have you got? I'll take it. Fool. So fool, I'll take yeah, it. Idiot, yeah. fool. Fool, yeah. All right. That was good enough, I think. Politicians, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, it is. It genuinely is used as a, what would you call that, a adverb? To, All right. To sure. Sure. There you go. Alrighty, number two. And this is a phrase. Uh, I'm no more interested in Sally than the man on the moon. So the man on the moon, you're saying, is the, the slang? Are no more interested than the man in the, the moon. whole thing except for Sally. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's named Sally anymore? Yeah, that's that's slang. I didn't realize that was Irish slang though. But there you go. Yeah. And what would you tell me? How how would you take that? Does that mean absolutely not interested in Sally? Boom! There you go. <laughs> what what why 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 the moon, man the man on the moon though? Why? Like what do we have against Neil Armstrong? The man on the moon is well, it's why not, do we... It's not Neil Armstrong? It's the guy with the face on the moon that. Well, really I re- exist. I heard man on the moon, not in the moon. Like like the man in the moon, uh, like the face. Well, we call him the man on the moon. Man on the moon. All right. Okay. Because yeah, he is currently there, and he is currently not interested in Sally. So. <laughs> All right. Number three. Rugger bugger. Shite. No idea. You sure? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> someone someone posh who loves rugby. Rugger bugger. Rugger I mean, bugger. Rugger is something that posh people call rugby, yes. Rugger bugger. Never heard of. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't want to show you this word, but I may pronounce it wrong. 
but I'm not going to show you yet. I'm going to try it myself. Chiotog. C-I-O-T-O-G. Kitog. You're kidding me right now. <laughs> that is clearly slang, Zina. You know, it's not even slang. It's an Irish word uh, for left-handed. Good job. Good job. Um, or left-footed. I would consider myself a kitog because I kick with my left foot. All right. But I write with my right hand, which is a little odd, but not as odd as I like to think when I tell people. They're like, oh, whatever. I'm like, oh, I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah, kitog is. I think it's cool. Don't is, worry. Yeah, Don't worry. All right, number five, cute. And if there are any children listening right now, who are I bet you're gonna say? Damn it! <laughs> I was so excited about this that one. That is another one that people use when they're talking about politicians. Oh, he's a cute whore. All right, yeah. Um, what is the meaning of that though? Smart but slimy. Um. I, I, smart yeah, in almost yeah. smart in almost a criminal kind of way, yes, I guess. Yes, yeah. malicious. Yeah. Person who quietly engineers things to their advantage. Yeah. Um, so yes. What's Frank Underwood on House of Cards would be yes, a cute. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Joe has his own little. This segment is getting longer and longer. It is. Um, We're having yeah, fun with it. I've though. got, I've got my it. own. I've got my own sayings here. They're more longer sayings than words that Caitlin does. And I'm going to give the saying. Okay. I'm going to give the meaning, and I'm going to give an example. All right. Of three. One, two, or three of them are going to be fake. And it's up to Caitlin to decide which ones are slang uh, and which ones are shite. Number one saying, put the heart crossways. Meaning, frightened or surprised. And the example, I had to hold on to the door handle and shut me eyes. His driving would put the heart crossways in you. Shite. Should I tell you now or should I wait till the end? Oh. I think I think I'm going to wait till the end to tell oh. you. So you said number one was shite. I did say number right. one was shite. Number two, the saying, now we're sucking diesel. Meaning <laughs> an expression of good progression. And I thought I would, I thought that was a bit of a tongue twister. An expression of good progression. Example, after the Patriots scored 25 unanswered points to tie the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick turned to Tom Brady and said, now we're sucking diesel. See, I feel like but you say petrol over there. Petrol. You don't say diesel. I'm not. I'll tell you later. I know, but this, not- is, this is me. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to use my, my reasoning skills here. Ah. Hmm. Now we're sucking diesel. Sorry. Um, let's... Three. Slang, 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 slang. And saying number three, to sit in one's own cup of tea, meaning the struggle to get warm. Example, that one could sit in her own cup of tea and she'd still be cold. Uh, shite. So you said... You said... <laughs> you said shite. You said put the heart crossways was yes. shite. Yes. That is slang. You said, now we're sucking diesel, was slang. And you were correct. Ding, ding, ding. What do I win? What do I win? And you said, to sit in one's own cup of tea was shite. Yes. 
You're correct. Woo! Was... Two out of three. Yeah, I'll that. take it. I'll take it. All right. All right. I had to come up with that one myself this morning, so I, was, <laughs> I didn't have help from anybody, so uh, that's why it was... Oh, you poor thing. Not great, but... Oh, no. Oh, how sad. So sad, Joe. All right. And now for... Maybe your second favorite skit anymore. I don't know. It's entirely possible. Here you go. I don't know what it is. There is Caitlin in context. I numbered the pages for you today. Oh, he did. (laughs) Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, okay. Such a big help. I love it. I love it. And I made this phrase somewhat useful as well, uh, rather than just being trying to trip you up. You might use this at some point. Oh, God. I hope not. Tommy. Colleen Ash Bail Big R on Ear Gwheel. It's not your most terrible attempt. I felt pretty good about it. <laughs> okay, well, you're not right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not your most terrible attempt. Damn it. All right, okay. <laughs> Buffool was your most terrible attempt. <laughs> Give us the phonetic Never live that one down. please. Thaw may Colleen Os Balya Biug 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 Air on Ear Goal Ghoul Ghoul I'm sorry I have seen that word I just get so nervous You've been talking about paranormal stuff all day and you get the word ghoul No I know that word I just get so nervous with Okay So Thaw may Colleen Os Balya Biug Air on Ear Ghoul Okay What could that possibly mean? Uh, something, something, Caitlin. No, girl. Colleen is girl. Very good. Because I've listened to a lot of Irish traditional music, and they're always like, how about them Colleens? Yeah. And, all right, all right. No one saw my little hand gesture there. <laughs> I'm, I'm chair dancing. It's, it's like the leprechaun with the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, them Colleens. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Thalme. I know we've had Thalme before. We have. And you're now not, I'm, so, I'm so mad. Okay. Thalme, Colleen... This was the before one. Thame the Gometh. No, uh, okay. I remember Thame Gome. Oh uh, yeah. And I don't remember what it meant. What it meant though. <laughs> it wasn't Meth either. It was Ma. 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 Like you have something stuck in your throat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I. Mm, I'm a girl who wants to. Go ghost hunting. I knew she was going to say something about ghost. Well, well, <laughs> of course. It's the phonetic pronunciation. Oh, I know, but I don't care. Do I, really... I want it. I want it to be. Okay. So it you, is. You got some of that right. In my mind, it but is. You got most of it wrong. <gasps> Guys, the first words are "I am a girl." I'm so Woo! excited. From she... a small town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh! Everybody listening from Youngstown right now, don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown, yeah. Ohio. All of that makes me so happy. I got that's, the first part right. That's when you can use well, you can you can use Tommy Colleen in Ireland. Uh, get, there you go. You there, I, I am a girl. There that's you go. You. There you go. And now, <laughs> all right. What's our tour for the reason? This our week? tour for the reason is the Ancient East tour. Uh, quite suitable for we did talk for about the, the Wicklow East Mountains. Earlier, yeah. We did indeed. This gives you two nights in Drogheda. <laughs> Drogheda. 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 Yeah. Uh, you spend some time in Newgrange, as we mentioned. Uh, you see the Hill of Terra, which is also referred to as the seat of the High Kings of Ireland. So County Mead was actually, you know, it was where all the High Kings were from and ruled from. And that's why the nickname or the 
pet name. I'm not really sure what you call it. The Royal County is what Meath is known as anyway. So The Royal County. There is a lot of history like that between the Hill of Tara and Newgrange and the other um, the other monuments like North and, North and Doth tombs as well. Hmm. So, yeah. I bet those are spelled pretty interestingly. Not just, really, really. just saying, just saying. No, no, not so much. Uh, then you get a night in Athlone where you spend some time in Athlone Castle. The heart of Ireland, Athlone. It's the town that is most close to the centre of Ireland. There so, you go, yeah. there you go. Your next night you spend in Cork, which is one of my favourite places, um, and you get to visit the Rock of Cashel. Along the way, yeah. Along the way. Uh, following that, two nights in Waterford, exploring Cork City, and then heading up to see the Waterford Harbour, the Kennedy Homestead, which is kind of cool, where JFK's great-grandfather was born, uh, and his descendants are actually there. Yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, still there, and it's still... I- American royalty. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's still kind of a working farm or there is something around there. Yeah, definitely. And then the part that I think is the coolest of this tour is the two nights in Wicklow. Um, You see Wicklow Jail. Yeah, very good. (laughs) We're just going to go with jail. Um, Hang out in Wicklow Town, have a pint. And then you get to go to Glendalough, the Christian settlement. Sorry, speaking of pints in Wicklow, the highest pub in Ireland is rumoured to be in Roundwood in. Oh. Now, there is... Actually, I'm going to put this yeah. up in the show notes. There's a a battle over what the highest pub in Ireland is. And when I say highest, I mean, like, not the tallest, but the highest up in the air. The highest above sea level, we'll say. Oh, my. So, Roundwood in thing. the Wicklow Mountains is actually the highest town in Ireland. So, there is a reason for people to say that one of the pubs, which is on, like, the highest hill in the tallest town in Ireland, is the highest pub in Ireland. Okay. But there's debate, because there's one in Dublin as well. I think it's Johnny Fox's in the Dublin Mountains claims it as well. And then there is one down in Cork that is basically just in the middle of nowhere at the top of a mountain <laughs> that opens, you know, X number of hours a week. I don't think being high up for the crown. and mixing alcohol is necessarily a good combination. <laughs> actually, saying. actually, there's a really good video of the cork bar as well, where you'd need a translator to understand what they're saying in there. So <laughs> I'll definitely put that in the show notes too. Oh goodness! And you can find so much more about this tour and the other tours that we've talked about in our past episodes at crystal-travel.com/reasons. And that's... We are out of time. Yeah, that is all that we have for you today. We hope you'll stay tuned for Reason 7, which is coming out on Monday, February 20th. before I do my drum roll... Oh, yes. Reason 7 is a new theme. Yes. And the theme, I believe, is immigration. Don't... Shh. Why are you doing that? Don't do that. We can't share everything with them. Yes, we can. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's going to be a four-parter as far as I remember, but I haven't really looked at it. I guess it doesn't make sense because you're going to hear this reason and you're going to be like, "Uh, what? Scenery to this now? Why would I want to listen to that? There you go. It is part of a wider theme. There you go. So, Joe, if you will give us a drum roll, be so kind, please. Reason seven is the Irish famine. The great potato famine of the 1800s. And yeah, not exciting, but a huge, huge part of Irish history and a huge part of the reason why there are so many Irish people dotted all around the world right now. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We want to remind you to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for upcoming episodes and our show notes that Joe mentioned earlier. You can find us on Facebook at 50 Reasons Podcast and our Twitter uh, at 50 Reasons Pod. 
Please, please, please rate, review, subscribe. Please, please, please. To us on iTunes. We'll or, love you forever. Or, please, sir. Uh, please, I have we, some more. You can find us anywhere you do download your podcasts, I hope. Um, and just please subscribe, rate, review. Until next time, everybody. Slow on a while, yeah.